Hello guys and welcome to the September 2015 edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese, I'm your host. Today we don't have a lot to talk about just because August was slightly dry just like it was in uh, August was a little dry, July was a little dry, and so we're going to be mostly talking about the games that we've been playing. Hope you guys like it. And so um, there is some things that we can discuss, especially because we decided to record this podcast at a good time because Final Fantasy XV had their big active time report um, event yesterday uh, as, the, as of this recording. And so we want to go over some of the stuff they talked about during that uh, presentation but for now, I want to introduce the people that will be joining us for this edition of the podcast. So first off, uh, Josh Torres is joining us. Metal Gear Solid's an RPG, right? Yeah? RPG's in it. We can probably discuss oh, Come on. <laughs> I don't know. It, uh, Tuesday is going to be a packed launch uh, with that. And so, <laughs> I thought that's what Otacon screams every single time Snake dies. He screams RPG! Yeah, yes. Boom. That and Nobunaga's Ambition is going to be coming out. Now, I'm actually pretty excited about that. But Oh, yeah, that's right. Talk about that. And then also, Adam Vitelli is joining us. Hey. Hey, hey. There's and a lot then, of us here today. Yeah, we got a packed group. Let's get through the rest of them. We got Simon Chun, as you can hear him from the background. I am here, alive. And summer tends to be dry, Zach. Just saying. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, if you want to. <laughs> that's perfectly true. You know what? I agree. Yes. <laughs> Forca- I can't forecast. contend that. <laughs> Simon is presenting the forecast today. In sports, sports, we have Elizabeth Genges. Hey. Hey. And then we got David Kreinberg making a return to the podcast. Hey, I'm back for some stuff. It's good. What's great, up? Great return, man. He returns yeah. to the world of the living. <laughs> yep. It's been a break, man. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah. Good I- to be back in San Diego. I- I'm not in San Diego, but if I was... <laughs> It would be good to be back there. Hypothetically. Yeah. Moving on from that. And, and of course, so, (laughs) yeah, like like I was talking about is that we don't have a lot of topics to talk about. I mean, if you guys check out the articles we have on the site, we have plenty of new reviews. Uh, Celestian Tales, check it out. Uh, And we got other stuff that we want to talk about. But for the most part, it's going to be about the games. There's a lot of games that we were playing during this past month. I think a lot of it was trying to catch up on our backlog i know i was i'm trying to play as many games as i can this year and i've gotten through maybe 60 of them so we'll see how that goes but uh, first off josh hi hello hello we're gonna start with the game that has seemingly taken over your life because every uh. time i see you on twitter you're talking about this thing apparently you've been having skype calls that are just about uh. talking about this game uh I'm talking, of course, about Fate Grand Order. You can check out the impression piece that you made on the site, RPGSite.net, of course. Josh, what um, is it about this game that's got you so caught up in it? Um, okay, I've been caught in a violent vortex, friends. <laughs> I Fate Grand Order is a mobile game that recently came out for iOS and Android, uh, only in, uh, at least in Japanese uh, regions, but you can you know, find other ways to access the Japanese stores uh, through your mobile devices. And whatnot, and it's been. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Fate universe. This encompasses like you know Fate State Night, Fate Zero, Fate Extra, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The list goes on, and it's just one of those things that um, I think I would have stopped it a little bit earlier. Like I would, I probably would have stopped it right now if I did. If so many friends like didn't jump on it as well. It's one of those things that's like it's community driven because yeah. it's like everyone else is playing it, I have to play it, you know? <laughs> <Be appreciated. laughs> so not really to be refreshed, but it's just like you want to be this part of this big thing. Even if it's like 
not even like the greatest thing ever. You just want to be part of it. No, totally. Okay. It's it's like a, it's in the moment thing. Like when you, it's uh, comparable to like when a, there's a big launch game that you're not really interested in, but you see so many of your other other peers getting it. So it's like, okay, fine, I'll go get it. And you want to so, be in that moment. Are uh, there any multiplayer components to this at all, or no? I, from what I hear, uh, data miners have seen that there are files for maybe a future PvP implement implementation. Uh, I want to back up here by uh, saying that Fate Grand Order is uh, not your typical mobile game in the sense that like it's not like a match three like Puzzles and Dragons or Monster Track that has like the pinball or not pinball like the bouncy ball going around uh, you know hitting enemies. It's it's more like a, a standard uh, turn-based RPG, which is why it's so relevant to the site and uh, why I did an impressions piece on it. It's a turn-based like you have a deck of cards. And you chain them up, and it goes by, by turn. You you cycle turns between the enemies and you and whatnot. It has a, a wealth of strategy because it has a class system and has like a dual weapon triangle system, sort of like Fire Emblem. And there's a lot of things going for it. And of course, uh, you have the standard mobile go, mobile system that has like a has a gotcha. So that how you uh, yeah. yep how you roll for like new servants. You know you have these uh, uh, valuable resources called Saint Quartz. That like those are the things that like you know you expend to uh, roll for uh, servants and hopefully you pray to RN to RNG that you get something good. And uh, today I am like on this specific day, the Sunday that we're recording it, I am in public enemy number one to a lot of people because just earlier did you today, uh, I did not. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, let me go back up. There's a really funny story. So today a few hours. Ago, they did a content update for that game, uh, where they added new servants, and the big highlight is Gilgamesh uh, from the Fate universe, from Fate wow. Zero, Fate Stay Night, and Fate Hollow Ataraxia, and whatnot. And uh, that's all, you know, a very, very popular character in that series. So they added that event along with a wealth of new servants, or you know, characters that you use in that game. So I was, I had like 140 plus of these Saint Quartz stacked up. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start rolling. All right. So I, I, I wasn't even planning to expend that many quartz. But as, as I kept rolling, like, I had, like, amazing luck today. Because this, uh, this game uh, has, uh, your characters are, their worth is uh, categorized by stars. The more stars, the rarer they are. Oh. Usually the more powerful they are. Makes sense. So the, the very first, like, roll I got with a summoning ticket that was gifted as part of the event, the, the summoning ticket is, like, a free quartz that you get. So it's, like, a free a summon that you can have. Free roll. Yeah. And, yep. And then uh, the very first one is like a five-star servant. It wasn't Gil, but it was Ruler, and that's like oh. one of the best servants in the game. Damn. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and as I kept was going, Joan of Arc. Uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, uh, Jean d'Arc uh, from Fate Apocrypha. Yeah. So as I kept going on, I kept getting more four-star servants. I got four stars of. Uh, do you know Fate Zero Berserker Lancelot? Yes. If you're, uh, watching uh, the game. I am familiar. Yep. yep, I got two of him. So people are like, just go die in hell right now. Oh my this, god. This you're like, what you're saying, it sounds amazing. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> so, these, so 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 these are like like rare Pokemon or something? Uh, yeah, a little like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean you pull like a, a, a like like a four star or a five star and like you publicize it, especially when you have like multiples of them, people will just hate you apparently. They're just like I see a lot of angry people on my Twitter oh, yeah. who are playing this game, so I understand. Yeah, I, I guess I've sucked out the luck, the luck out of uh, a lot of people today, unknowingly so. But I'm having fun, so it was a good day, a fruitful day for me in that game. And I could go on and on and on and on about it, but 
most of my thoughts are in that impressions piece on rpgsite.net that just it's i'm gonna reemphasize it's not like the most amazing game but if you're a fan of that series at all whatsoever, if you like the artwork, if you're interested in maybe getting an RPG uh, on your mobile system that's not Final Fantasy VII and maybe with a gotcha system over it, you know, then I say give it a shot. See if it's for you. It sounds like it's it's not to, not to dwell on it, but I mean, uh-huh. for the record, you didn't get Gilgamesh, right? I didn't get Gil- Gilgamesh. I oh, did not get Gilgamesh. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like, okay, uh, if I got Gilgamesh today, I'm pretty sure that like I would not be alive. Like someone would just like drive over and be like, "Give me your mobile device. That's it." Like that's <laughs> people. I mean, it, it sounds like this is a game where it's like it's not so much the gameplay, it's the characters. It's like I think that's the big appeal of Final Fantasy Record Keeper for like Alex and me. It was just it's not so much about the gameplay; it's the fact that the characters are in it, and it's it's so fun to play when that comes into play. Just like mm-hmm. Big Grand Order, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it definitely has that. It's a game for it's a game for the fans, right? Exactly, it's a game for the fans, and if, especially if you're well versed into a lot of what the the games or series it's representing, then it, you'll love it. You'll love it because there's so many there's so many of those characters from they're not they're, they're like going beyond like what's the most publicized, right? They're they're going beyond what's like the most popular Fate Stay Night, Fate Zero, uh, Fate Extra. They're going to the more even obscure stuff like the the unlocalized uh, sequel to Fate Extra, CCC. Uh, Fate um, Apocrypha. You mean the game that was it, out there? It's a funny thing to say. It's like, a, like hey, they, we got Fate Extra, but we never got the sequel. You say yeah. it like that, but it's like that's it's in Japan I, though. It's like it makes more sense there than it does. Well, here. yeah, obviously, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I have to remind fans it's like, hey, we got Fate Extra, but we never got CC. Remember that, guys? Oh yeah, it just it just sounds funny when you say unlocalized when this game you're playing an, a game that's. I know, I know. You're not. I think about it. That's pretty good, actually. I like that. <laughs> So, yeah, so you, so you, not not just Fate Grand Order. You also been playing a game called Hero Siege. What is that? Okay, Hero Siege is a game that's I don't know exactly when it came. I think it was sometime last year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was sometime last year. Maybe the last two years. Uh, Hero Siege is a game that's um, basically like I'm not sure if it was an indie game, but it's a stage progression based uh, like wave uh, type deal where there's uh, a, a real time battle system. It's like a almost like a twin stick shooter but uh instead of four ways there are multiple classes that you can uh pick at the start from like a viking a samurai a fallen paladin and amazon the reason i started getting back to this game is because i saw the dlc on sale i'm like okay I'll, I'll give it a shot again because i really like hero siege so i wanted to see like all the updates to it all the new content updates and whatnot and it's just it's one of those things that like you're kind of it's kind of discouraging to play it at first because it's uh, first it seems pretty hard uh, from like you die really fast at the early game you die really fast <laughs> even on normal difficulty and um it's also because it takes time to like build like your character like the stats that you have whenever you level up you have a skill tree for that class and uh your, your own stats that you can distribute between strength uh light uh yeah hp uh, movement speed no movement speed you can't upgrade what was the other stats anyway there's uh, there's four ma- yeah, basic stats that you can upgrade as well but the the how you build up your character is mainly uh your progression is mainly decided by like the items and potions that you consume because while you level up at a fairly decent pace uh the it the far it doesn't compare to how much stats you get from like items and potions that you drink up because you can have like a potion that or item that'll like give like a plus 100 to your strength or whatever or like give plus 
50 to your, your stats because you just got a lucky drop. It's just one of those uh, things that I like play on the side uh, still. It's just one of those small games that I revisit and think, hey, this is still pretty cool. I, I love it. Great. I mean, that's... So is it just like it's just a wave-based game, pretty much? Yeah, it's it's a wave, it's a wave-based game that like it's spread out between five to six stages, and then after you complete a wave, uh, there's a several things can happen, like either a dungeon or a crypt can open up, and you can travel into them. Uh, and while it's like a risk versus reward thing, like if you can complete them, you'll gain like a lot of money or an, a new item out of it, and then uh, you go uh, travel back out into the world. And then a new wave will come to you, and there's just uh, waves upon waves until you get to the boss of that stage. And then after you get to the boss, you get to the next stage, more waves and whatnot. It's very wave-based. It's not like super amazing or anything, but it's one. Of, it's 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 enjoyable because yeah, I love I love uh, games that let me really build up my character and see like what are what's the true potential this character can have. Like how ridiculous will these numbers or attack speeds can go. Oh, that's that's uh, my uh, that's my favorite thing about like dungeon crawlers and things like that is like seeing the numbers go up. Is mm -hmm. Yeah, the biggest appeal I think with those exactly. types of games. And, and finally, speaking of numbers that go up and loot <laughs> and all this, uh, you did mention before is that Diablo three uh, has received a recent, a pretty big content update. Um, is it just for the Ultimate Evil Edition or is it for like the game in general? I th I don't, I'm not sure if it's for the Ultimate Evil Edition. I know definitely I've been playing on Reaper of Souls on uh, PC. Oh, okay. You're still yeah, I've been uh, playing it on PC. And um, they added this new uh, item called Kanai's Cube along with the new season. And, you know, the Diablo season, there's like you build a new character and then uh, there's new uh, sets uh, for those season characters that you make and whatnot. So Kanai's Cube is, is an interesting new feature of the game in which you can basically... Uh, retrieve the cube and then you toss in items in it, like legendary items that you have and you can actually extract like the legendary effect from those items and have it on your character permanently wow okay that's yeah. a pretty big difference <laughs> exactly so you don't so for uh for example in diablo 3 there's this item that's like basically an essential for everyone called the ring of royal grandeur and this uh legendary item is only obtained by uh completing uh, bounties in Act 1 of the game. And then after you complete all those bounties, you get like a, a cache. And um, there's a ra random chance that uh, it'll have a Ring of Royal Grandeur, a legendary ring in it. And the legendary ring effect is, hey, um, we'll, we'll, you don't need the whole like set of like set items. So like your set items are marked green. These green items that you have, like say if you want the, the ability of like six of these uh, ability, the, like only you can only have by ha having six of these uh, set items equipped. Uh, if you had the Ring of Royal Grandeur on, you only need five. So it basically uh, reduces the amount of set items you need to get the six piece effect. If that makes sense. Oh. Have they done anything to the difficulty levels at all? Or is that uh, they, I think they added four more difficulty levels. See, the, the, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the new difficulty levels are the the max one is Torment six. They added like Torment seven through ten, and I haven't gotten to those yet. Oh my gosh. But uh, it's. It's one of those. It's like the, apparently Torment Six was not enough, so they're gonna add in even more ridiculous numbers, and it's just I'm sure it's gonna get even more insane. Like I, I think we're probably gonna see like uh, billions upon to billions. That's what I thought I read. Oh, is, it, is it up to twelve? Is it up to twelve? Then 12. if it, if it's six new difficulties, then even better, I guess. That's the thing is like I so I covered Diablo Three for the site, but I never mm -hmm. went to that difficulty level. Was it Nightmare or whatever? Like when you. When your character dies, that's it. It's gone. 
Oh, that, that's when you make a new character and you uh, you set them to hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. That was it. Because I, I was like thinking about like, I don't know, maybe I'll give it a try. And then I saw someone that I follow on Twitter put like 40 or 50 hours into their character and then they died and they lost all that progress. I'm like, I can understand like the appeal doing that, but it just seems like you just lost like 40 or 50 hours of your life playing this game and you have nothing to show for it, just a deleted character. I was like, yeah, I don't know it, if I, I can do that. I think it's that people like that, like the added sense of like thrill in Russia, oh, intense totally. Russia. Like it's just one of those things. Like I could die at any moment here, but I I feel so good, like you know, able to like stay alive this long. That this is how far I made it, and like I can tell people that, that like, hey, I was able to make this character get this far before I died. I mean, if you've already beaten the game, you know how the story goes. So at that point, I guess it's just the gameplay alone that's keeping you in, supposedly. Yeah, I mean, like, adventure mode is amazing. I mean, adventure mode is just... <laughs> it's always going to be there. And then Diablo 3 is one of those things that you don't need, like... It's one of those things that, like, if, you, if there's some downtime, just boot it up and have fun with friends. It's it's not like a game that, like, demands, like, your 100% attention. You just be doing something else as you're playing that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's that's kind of... That's kind of like Diablo has been always the most appealing part of it is that it's yep. just minus fun. So I can exactly. understand it. Speaking of games that uh, guys have been playing, uh, Adam, you've uh, gone back to some of these games that you've not played yet. Um, you played Nino Kuni for the first time, one of my favorite games. Uh, yeah. yeah, so the summer is always a good time to catch up on the backlog, you know, yeah. somewhat dry on releases, but a lot of games that I never got a chance to play. So Nino Kuni is, I know you've been saying, singing its praises for a while. Uh, uh, it's kind of weird. Like, I, I know some people who love the game, like you, and some people who like, can't stand it. So, so I was like, well, uh, I, I've never been a huge fan of Level 5. Like, I, don't, I don't love like, Dark Cloud 2 as much as a lot of people do. Or, yeah, you know, I, I, thought, I thought Rogue Galaxy was pretty good, but not like, great. Like, I know some people say it's like, amazing, but I don't know. I, and I didn't really, I wasn't some a big fan. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of like I wasn't a big fan of like Jean d'Arc on PSP either. So oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, anyways, so like okay, level five. Uh, I mean, I do. Anyways, uh, so I decided to play Nino Kuni, and I finished it. You know, not too long ago, and I I, I really enjoyed lots many aspects of it. You know, of course, the tone, the the colors, the you know the art style and the music and the okay, presentation. The style is what yeah. Uh, and that's all, you know, top-notch stuff. And I, I, the structure is very, very classic uh, in terms of, like, JRPG, you know, world map, going from city to city to dungeon to city. Uh, you, get, you get an airship. In this game, it's a dragon. Um, and so, so it kind of felt nice playing, like, a, a relatively recent game. You know, this came out, like, two years ago. Uh, only you had, like, that really classic Japanese RPG feel. Um, and... It, was, it had a really kind of like simple but heartfelt story, um, so you know it wasn't too complex and it wasn't like, uh, you know, it just it was just very straightforward and simple, and I really enjoyed it. The one thing about the game that I probably was uh, uh, most hesitant on was the uh, the direct combat was a little bit awkward with its familiar system, um, and having having your AI party members like controlling three different familiars who would be like useful in different situations and you know they have your ai party doesn't have any idea when to use which familiar <laughs> ai's ass in the game well, yeah that's the thing it's like it's so important in that game i was using oliver and using all of his like his strong magic spells for the most part because his magic was like almost yeah at times so mm -hmm. i can totally see that 
Well, I mean, like, it's, it's pretty easy to have your own familiars that you control, like, okay, this guy is my heavy hitter, here's my defense guy, here's, my, you know, but for your AI party members, they just kind of throw out whatever they feel like, and it's... You, you had some control, but just not that much. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of awkwardly controlled. So things like that, like, uh, I know there's been, like, rumors that, you know, what if level five comes back to this or does something, some sort of follow-up, and that'd be the one thing that I'd hope they, you know, address is some of that direct combat. But I think it's a really solid game um, with a couple of, you know, a couple of annoyances. But otherwise, I enjoyed it. That's... I absolutely adore the, the voice acting in that game. Like, the, the English voice acting in that game is top-notch for me. It's, it's got that classic Studio Ghibli. It's like I feel like they pulled mm -hmm. in some of the voice actors. But to Adam's point, the whole thing about it having, like, that classic style, that traditional JRPG style, I think that's like the biggest thing people discuss when it comes to whether you love this game or hate this game. It's strictly because of that. Like people don't, there's people who don't like those turn-based battles and so they're feeling like it's too much of a throwback. They can't get into it. I think that's like the number one reason why it's got such a, mi a mixed reaction. And But you know, people who love that type of style of gameplay can enjoy it. It does have a bit of a wind-up. Like it actually is several hours. Yeah, several several hours before you can like even like recruit familiars. So, it, there's a bit of a, and there are a lot of cutscenes too. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it. I kind of disagree with that, Zach. I I think it has to do with more like things that are outside of the norm for uh for just traditional RPGs or or stuff that that is not necessarily exclusive to that. Like like, like the slow pace. Well, I guess slow pacing is kind of a. This slope is kind of longer than it needs to be. I do agree with that, though. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I mean, it's not really turn based. It's it's like an amalgam of a bunch of different systems. It kind of feels like a like a mix between like it's Final like Fantasy fa well, yeah, it's, like, it's like Final Fantasy ATB with uh, <laughs> some. Yeah, with the yeah, it's it's just a combination of a bunch of stuff. That's the. Th it's got that style to it. I mean. But, yeah, you, mean, you know, like Josh was talking about, I think the, the story is great. The music's great. I think the stuff with the White Witch is some, like, amazing storytelling that really brought me in. It's just a shame that that's, like, at the very, not, not to spoil it too much, but that stuff only really kicks in towards the end, like you'd expect mm -hmm. anyway, out of this style of game. Uh, up until that point, though, you're probably going to have to kind of just, I hope you enjoy those mechanics enough to really pull through. But the great thing is, like, if you're a Studio Ghibli fan, it's got a lot of, like, uh, like, Winks and nods to those games, like the giant pig tank. Like you can totally see some of that stuff. Uh, well, the White Witch stuff is extra content because it's yeah. a DS game. Remember? Well, yeah, the, the White Witch. Well, the, the yeah, the, the DS game did not have any of that White Witch stuff. It's yeah. Like the PS3 game is the one that added that stuff. But yeah. It's, yeah, it's if you're if you're a Studio Ghibli fan, I think that's the bigger part than if you're like a Level Five fan. I think that's what made me fall in love with it and the cutscenes. You know. I my personal pet peeve with Nino Kuni was uh, every boss fight uh, was like during hard? not 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 really hard to say but like drippy drippy Dri Dri would always be like hey the, that weak pointer you should do this wink wink you know it's like oh, oh yeah. man come it's, on it, 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 it kind of holds your hand a bit too much for me I mean I love yeah. I actually I love the game but it's well, just I have that's, little pet peeves about it I will mention this not, not to you know not to just like direct this conversation too much but the fact that. Um, Josh, you were talking about Fate Grand Order being this kind of community thing where you found some people playing it. Like when Nino Kuni came out, I saw a lot of journalists, a lot of people that I followed 
all talking about this game at once and excited to play it. And I think that's mm-hmm. what really brought me in. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that that game came out, like, I think it was on my birthday or the day be- like before my birthday, I took the day off from work, and I never do that <laughs> for a game, to play that uh, a big chunk of it because I was so excited to play it. So. Oh, yeah. I'd, uh, I I would have got it. I would have played it on launch, but... Um... I ordered the collector's special collector's edition thing online. That was only offered through, I think the uh, their Thanks, own Digital store. River. Yeah, yeah basically River. Digital River. Hey, but it was worth it. The book is still on my shelf. It's still top notch. Biggest botches in delivery history. Like if you I know. know what we're talking about. Look up Digital River and Bandai Namco, and oh my. Do people still use Digital River after that? No, they use I... Amazon. Bandai uses Amazon. I think Square Enix still uses Digital River, right? Do I don't know. So. I think so. They don't use Amazon. I know that much. Oh. Like they should. But anyway, so yeah, then we got another game that you actually reviewed for the site. Uh, Grandia 2 came back. Now, this is not the PC release, the remastered of the, re- uh, the PC release. This is the Dreamcast version getting an update. It's kind of crazy. How, how did you feel about that game? I mean, you got the review about like... Okay, so I talked about Grandia 2 a little bit last time. Yeah. And... Like, uh, um, I really like the Grandia battle system. It's, like, probably the best turn-based battle system that exists. Um, wow. Just not, not Grandia 2, but just Grandia in general. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe in tight competition with, like, press turn from SMT or something. But anyway, uh, it's... Uh, one of the things about Grandia 2 I was most disappointed in was its difficulty. And so this release... And also, I played the PS2 version which is a terrible port. It, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, would, I, should, I, would, I told you that. Like, well, now, when, I, when, I, when I played this a couple of years ago, like, okay, I don't have a Dreamcast. I'm not going to like, you know, I know I could have probably like find a, found a way to like pirate it or emulate it. And I was like, okay, I have a PS2. I can get this. Let me just try this version. It can't be that bad, right? Uh, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> so like, uh, it's choppy, uh, uh, the game locked up on me like eight times. I counted, started counting <laughs> um, when I was played it. And Grandia, the PS2 version. Let's be clear. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about the PS2 version. Yeah. And also, I don't remember it being that bad. I I played it, it like it, as a kid, but it, I was yeah, also a kid, yeah. so maybe I, that's why. Well, I I know I know it's definitely locked up on the eight version because after like three times, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep a running count. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Grandia 2 also does this thing. Whenever you enter like a new city, it does like a pan or like a camera pan around oh, the whole right. city. And oh. like on the PS2 version, it like literally takes like five minutes, and it's just like chugging along, like yeah. trying to show you the city. <laughs> it's actually kind of hilarious. But, uh, anyways, so this version, I, 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 wanted, I felt like I didn't give it a proper shot. So like, okay, Dreamcast version, now on PC, has a new hard mode. This sounds you know, like a perfect opportunity to try it again. And I, I enjoyed it quite a bit more. I still think I like Grandia 3 better for a couple of like structural reasons, but it, it's Grandia 2 on the new anniversary port, it runs pretty darn well. There were a couple of glitches uh, that I encountered that are already kind of getting uh, patched up. They you know, just, uh, one of the things you mentioned in your review has already been patched. I saw that. Yeah, they, they actually took my video and sent it to the dev team. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, wow. so, yeah, so um, yeah, I was in contact with the gung-ho guy. But, so they, glitched, they fixed up a couple of the glitches that showed up, but otherwise it ran pretty darn well. You know, no freezing, no, you know, it ran at a stable... 30 frames per second, so not 60, like, uh, I know some people, you know, really, you know, that might be a deal breaker, I don't know. Was the original uh, one 60? Not on Dreamcast. I guess 
the P the original PC version was 60 in battle, oh. but the Dreamcast version wasn't. And since this was based off of the Dreamcast version, it was just 30. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it was rock solid though. Um, the hard mode, when I was playing it, I noticed that enemies had all had an HP increase, um, which wasn't really a big deal for a while until you get to like some of the late game bosses where like a 20% increase in their HP is uh, um, pretty significant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, di I didn't realize it until they point until the gung-ho pointed it out but you know it's apparently on hard mode like enemies move faster like not their actual on field movement but they're like on the, the Grandia bar um, so they, they get turned oh, okay. yeah they, they get turns more often um, I didn't even notice that to be honest but uh, but it's a really solid battle system. It's got the best story probably out of the Grandia games. Um, it's it's pretty. It's kind of a stereotypical like Japanese RPG story, but it's handled pretty well um, otherwise. And uh, it's a pretty. I think in my impressions piece, I called it. It's a pretty uh, solid, if simple, port. Like it doesn't do anything really fancy. You know. I mean, this was only announced like back in May. Yeah, it was May. So it, so you know. It, three months roughly from announcement to release so it wasn't going to be anything like like a final fantasy x remaster or, or something like that uh so it, but it i it's solid and uh it's just considering that you had to have a dreamcast version to play a playable version of the game before having it available on pc is just a good thing <laughs> very accessible you know well is it like like is uh, just to just to kind of briefly touch on it, I mean, is there anything else that you'd like to see Gunho remaster for the PC? So, Lunar? <laughs> I, <laughs> I yeah, I haven't played Lunar, so but oh, I know so I, I I I plan to, but I know that that one people are looking forward to. Uh, I know, um, yeah, there's the other Grandia games. Uh, although I think Grandia Two was the best choice. It's a it's a popular choice, and the fact that it was that it was a Dreamcast game basically. Um, whereas the other ones are on PSN or PS2, which are a little easier to get. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it was, I, I think it's a solid but simple port. Um, and it's got other things, like it's got like Japanese voice acting too. Um, the, origi the original voice acting, you know, it's, it, it's not like, it's not, it's not great, but you got to remember like this was like two years before Final Fantasy X had voice acting. So it's, you know, for the time, it was like one of the very first like acted games. It's all right, yeah. but you get the Japanese voices too uh, yeah. if you want. So things like that too are, are nice to have. Yeah, honestly, it's like we might as well say you know bring over Grandia one and three to PC as well. That makes sense that you, they should do that next. Honestly, Lunar is great, but you got to go through the other games. I think one and three coming to PC would be a great next step for them, or you know because people would want to try those two. But then Simon, now it's now we have you really kind of just posted some games that are totally about your backlog because the first game you have noted here is fire emblem awakening which yeah. we've talked a lot about this on the podcast on the site so you went back to that game huh yeah i went back to this game partially because i got robbed uh i had a whole bunch of dlc uh downloaded that i never got the opportunity to play which sucks yeah so i'm replaying it to get value out of my money otherwise i'm literally throwing it away so <laughs> i respect that yeah, totally. So uh, I'm going back, playing through hard mode. Um, gonna try a few different pairings, uh, and then change up exactly what units I use. Cause previously I had done some things wrong, and I didn't get the best units. Um, 
especially with certain stat rolls on the children. So I'm going back to play that. And min maxing. Then, yes, I'm definitely min maxing. So like, um, one of the characters, Maribel, um, she's magic oriented, and her child is also magic oriented. But previously, I like set her up with um, Viking or whatever that axe dude's name is, which is not the best thing to do. Like at all. Like you're. Just, <laughs> Like Brady's gonna come turn out absolute shit. So. An axe wielding mage or something like a battle mage. It's, <laughs> that's it's pretty good. bad. So I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'm gonna change that. So I put Mariabelle with Rickon, which is the weirdest combination ever. Did <laughs> um, she ever date him? I don't know. Like, it's yeah. So I, I'm aren't aren't they friends? Since... That's not that weird. I, I yeah. I those two are like kind of the, I think like the obvious pairing. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh okay. That's yeah. that's like the canon pairing right there. About that, yeah. Canon shipping. I, 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 just, I just love friends. I just love when Awakening brings the, to the table. It has this weird dichotomy. It's like, I don't know if I want them to like, you know, be together because like their children's gonna come out really like just hot garbage and stats. <laughs> 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 They're gonna tear them apart. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's, it's, it's like it's like Pokemon breeding only with Fire Emblem characters. Um I no, this game is this game was what? RPG sites uh, uh game of the year twenty yeah. thirteen? Right? 20, 2000, yeah, it's 13. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Nino Kuni, speaking of which, yeah. Yep. Game, yeah. It, it still holds up. It's a brilliant game uh, with a lot of uh, with a lot of fun stuff to it. And it's just fun to use certain characters. Like, I just like sending Lucina out there with uh, Ether and a whole bunch of other shit and wrecking things. Um, I, I, I need to get back to it to play some of the DLC before uh, Fire Emblem Fates. Uh, I kind of like... I kind of like finished the game before a lot of the DLC released, and then I just never went back to it when it started coming out. So I need to get back yeah. to that. Yeah, um, I'm really excited for Fire Emblem Fates. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do Conquest or Birthrate um, to start out with, but Conquest. I mean, Conquest. Conquest. I, do think, I do think the idea of certain the the Asian aesthetic um, influencing certain units and stuff, and certain sides get certain units. I think that's a really neat idea. I mean, I saw some of the Japanese stuff. Like one of them gets to turn into like I, th I think a phoenix or something like that. That's that's super neato. Um, Spoilers. Really, from what even I remember, so I've heard Conquest seems like the more interesting story because of what the birth, we birth, the birthright stuff actually is it's supposed to be kind of messed up. <laughs> from what I, I think I think I think there's a lot of otaku pander bait from what I saw, but at the same time, I, you know, the gameplay looks super solid. I think it's a great direction. I was I was I was actually talking to somebody who played the Japanese version quite a bit, and they said like so. There's like that face rubbing stuff and yeah. they, they said it like just kind of feels like attached and doesn't really do anything like significant like they were playing the game and they just totally ignored a lot of it i don't know it just i heard it, it seems, their stats though right like it, yeah it, it, it relationships too or something like that but i don't know there this person i was talking to said like they were playing the game and almost forgot that they could even do that because it just wasn't like I don't know. It's just kind of, it's a it's a little bit odd. I, I totally believe you could play that game without ever touching that stuff. Just like a lot of the other side content in the Fire Emblem games, so I could believe that <laughs> building castles and all that. So yeah, so it's there for the people who I, want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the game is good. I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, I'll be going. I have like a lot, I have basically. Um, I think it's called a future past. I think that's the series where it shows you what happens actually in the future. So um, I'm excited to go back and play that. Uh, and I got the hardest DLC possible called Apotheosis. So I'm definitely working my way to uh, play that, play those DLC. But yeah, Fire, yeah. Emblem, Fire Emblem in general, I just think is a fun series to replay because you can like focus on like new units or new pairings and things like that. So JRPGs in general, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's one of the games I played. Yeah, and then so. you also played some 
some Arquise Fantasia, which people don't really talk Ooh. about that much, do they? This, this is this is okay. Let me, let me let me let me uh, You're gonna come let me let me talking. What? Let me preface this. Simon will like praise this game to death, and he will like if he gets the opportunity to talk about it, he will. It's like shower the last it. remnant of his tastes, right? Of, of mine, yeah. <laughs> last remnant. Let's talk the about last, last remnant. The last remnant is amazing. Anyway, so now Simon <laughs> is going to tell us how amazing Arquise Fantasia is. So this is a game that is truly the best game on the Wii console. There's no such thing as Xenoblade Chronicles being the best Wii game, Wii RPG on the console. It's definitely Arcrise Fantasia. I like Arcrise, but go on. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the reasons why like it just didn't register on a lot of gamers' radar is one, I mean, it didn't have a lot of advertising to begin with. Two, um, it had that no- notoriety of having really shitty voice acting. So oh, a lot of people. Oh, Bosch, just... come on, he's he's a talented. No, he's a bad, really bad. <laughs> he's a very talented. One so voice won't it, just, it just didn't get the exposure. Wait, wait, Johnny Young really... Bosch wasn't in that, was yeah, he? I don't. Yeah. I don't think it had anyone no. like. No, it had no. It had no name people in it. It was some. English-speaking studio this? in Japan that recorded it. All, all, all I know is one of the characters sounds like like Jerry Seinfeld or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen that video. <laughs> oh yeah, Nico. <laughs> yeah. Nico sucks. Um, but this game is fantastic. Um, I sort of like how I think Tales of Graces is one of the, like the most pinnacle of action games in probably last generation. I think t- from the from a turn-based sort of standpoint, from you know more a standstill uh, uh, combat system. Uh, viewpoint. I think I think Arkham Fantasia is by far leaps and leaps and bound the best. So now, let me get, let, let me get this straight. That? <laughs> let me get this straight. This game is a game for like if you're a person who like focuses on like story and things, probably aren't isn't you know the uh, no. oh. that. I, I That's love a really funny story. thing. I think Arkham Fantasia actually deviates from a lot of yes. JRPG tropes from a lot of standpoints. Um, like it's not really spoiler territory, but. Like, it goes into sort of dark territory sort of from the get-go. You have character betrayals that are, like, legit betrayals, and it presents a lot of tough choices that, like, the MC sort of has to skirt around, but normally, what's it called? Like, normally, it's the power of friendship that saves the day. Here, it's not really so much the case as it is, well, life sucks, you gotta deal with it. It, so, it kind of is, though. It's the same. It, it's I very, think, it's generic, it, it, I would like, say. It it feels like a like Tales Light kind of yeah it, it is Tales like but it does do a lot of things sort of different from a normal JRPG does I mean there's still the trope of like that's like the main character is like love interest is has amnesia like doesn't have amnesia but is like ditzy as fuck like you would yeah. not believe but like it, they do it they do it in sort of a tasteful way as time goes on so it's it's nice um, yeah. Arc Rise is like one of those. It's like the end result might ultimately be like a Tales ish ending, but that the journey there is so different. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, isn't like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that worked on Tales on, on the yeah, dev team, of, weren't they? Yeah, this was actually supposed to be a trilogy. Um, oh, yeah. it's supposed to be a second and third game. And, now, and now let me let me counter you saying it's like the pinnacle of turn-based stuff. I disagree completely because I think the balancing is awful in like every way in the so combat. Are there like certain characters that are just like way more useful than others, or no? It's it's not even that. Like like battles take way too long. There's there's some really unapparent things that that make battles really weird. Some some of the bosses are nonsense. And also, save placement. There's just a lot of bullshit around the game. Now, don't so, get me wrong. I think the battle system itself is amazing. I think I think the variety in battle is amazing. I think the actual balancing and, and like, the... 
like enemies and and bosses and and your own characters i think it's it sucks and that's it, that's a really shitty thing because it's a it's got so much going for it it's got amazing music by mitsuda it's got a it's got a great wait, 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 it's a mitsuda joint yeah, it's a Mitsuda joint. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he's got he's got it's the game has one of my favorite tracks in gaming the, as the well. Soundtrack, the soundtrack for Arcrise Fantasia is pretty phenomenal. Like if yeah, you haven't had the opportunity best. to listen to it, you should go and listen to it. I mean, I don't think it's Mitsuda's best work except for one track, but for, it's very good. Yeah, it's yeah. for for the budget it had, it was it was it was a really good game. Um, yeah. The combat system is like I will agree with you the balancing is sort of iffy. But I do think there's a lot of systems that make the combat really stand out. Like, yeah. Oh placement, no, absolutely. Placement, around the, placement the- around the area actually matters when bo- bosses are ready to do supers. The customization for actually how you use weapons and how you can actually customize those weapons is really neat. Um, you can change your ma- uh, the magic uh, loadout for each character depending on what kind of gems you have. So you can create um, different elemental spells, and they all offer different types of effects. I mean. There's a lot of auxiliary systems that go into Arcrise Fantasia. Yeah. There's just as much emphasis on um, the pre-battle stuff, so that preparation aspect, as there is like actually going in yes. and choosing where you need to be, what moves you need to start out with for a certain battle. I think it's actually much deeper than sort of like the me- uh, the SMT series in a lot of ways, and I actually prefer this than the SMT series. You, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Bravely Default in in how the uh, in how you like. Uh don't have to use all your all your attacks with one person it's it's like a it's like a party-based bravely default yeah. well bravely defaults already party-based mm-hmm. but like simon you know what i mean yeah yeah I do. where I just, you can you can use, so how it works is you can use like two like say one attack costs two points you can use like all that in one turn on one person and just not attack with someone else so it it's like it's like altered turn-based it's it's interesting yeah, it's like a yeah there's a pool of resources yeah. called ap and you use yeah uh, you're given a certain amount of ap and every action has a certain amount of ap usage so you can have a single character attack four times or you can spread it out and you know have different different characters use different attacks to you know team up on someone because there is a priority you can do certain moves consecutively but after a certain amount of time there's a delay between the next attack so you don't necessarily want to l- use all of your attacks on one person you want to have multiple characters team up on a single enemy having said that you can also have like different people different uh what's it called different characters cast the same magic and it increases like the potency of the magic it's just it's just really neat it's really nice i just like the game a lot like this is a game that every person needs to play it's so good it is so good i will put that on my list (laughs) for the record when I thought really? Johnny on Bosch, I was thinking of the last remnant because he's in oh. the game. That's, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. actually messed up. Bosch is uh, Rush Sykes. He is not in he's that. Rush. He is Rush. And, Rush Sykes. And Rush Sykes is like the biggest cornball like, protagonist I think ever. I that game down from what I've heard is, the, is that character. Uh, I mean, I, I love that game, but not for the characters. Is... <laughs> the last remnant is yep. good. This is, I think, what's it called? Arcrest Fantasia is much more about micromanaging everything. The um, battles in Last Remnant look nice. Yeah, the that's Last Remnant is much more macro than it is. Yeah, mi- that's what I heard. Yes. Well, so now we got two games we're about to talk about that are shared between two people that have played it. Uh, well, I guess it's not quite the same game because you got one 
different. But um, Liz and David, you both got to play Danganronpa another episode. Um, Ultra Despair Girls, I think is what the Yes, we did. Is. So yep. I um, was a huge fan of Danganronpa 1 and 2. Anyone who's not played that game and is any interested in a good story should probably play those games. But yep. um, apparently this is the bridge between 1 and 2, right? That's That's the big thing right here. Yes, it is. Yeah. It also spoils two, so pl don't pl so play it spoils after two. two. Yes, Not just one, two. Oh, okay. it, it 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 majorly spoils one, and it partially spoils two. So you should still play it after two, I think. So Liz, you I mean David, you reviewed the game. You got the article up on the site. Liz, you also played this. Yes, I did. Okay, I mean we're gonna go through you first because you you're next in line here. But like for both of you guys, I mean. Uh, who for anyone who's played the other games like what another episode is a completely different game it's like a third person action game pretty much so yes it is is this enough for people to want to play this game is like is there enough here that would warrant playing this game if they enjoyed the other ones or at least maybe not have played two but played one at least well you definitely want to play two first because like david said there's spoilers but it's it's definitely look, worth looking at if you enjoy the universe because there's more story bits and there, there's definitely a lot to learn within this experience. Within Dang and Rope, another episode. I mean, if you, if you intend to play two, though, is that is that not to dwell on spoilers, of course. We don't want to talk any spoilers because this game is not even out yet as of this recording. It would be out the day that this recording goes up, though. So, But like, if you intend to play two, there's a spoilers i guess it doesn't matter but um are there characters from two that appear in in, in this game yes okay that's so uh does this game like flesh out like hidden like story ties or is it more like character like building it's it's world building it's okay. it's it's like lore furthering it's it's a major like just completely fleshing out the world and the characters and character relationships it's it, I mean, it's got a lot in it. To put it in its context, I mean, like, so in Danganronpa 1 and 2, it's it's very inclusive. The setting is very inclusive. So yeah. you're only aware of what's happening on the outside from, like, what you hear from people. You never actually experience what actually happened to yeah. the world, like, what point. kind of disaster unfolds. So is that what you sort of mean by uh, lore this building? Is, this is straight up in the midst, in the mid, the mid, yeah, the midst of the tragedy. This is okay. you're out there. You're in the you're in the you're, you're on what's happening, right? You're, you're okay, not okay. in like that's the one thing I never understood was like what exactly is so bad about the world that I just don't understand. It, like, well, saying that would be a spoiler. So yeah, let's not talk about that too much because that's important to the story. I, I have a question about like just the gameplay aspect. Like, what what the are there any interesting like things about like the since it's now like a third person action game? Like, does it do anything like crazy different from like other third person action games? Uh, mm. um, not really, but they do. There are like puzzle rooms that you do instead of just suiting everything all the time and those are pretty interesting but for the most part it's just a bunch of third person suiting that pretty typical for the genre I mean, is it like an example of a puzzle that would be interesting is it like block puzzles or like shooting things or what like... what it is is that they give you these like closed off rooms and they give you a condition like kill all the monokumas in this room at once so you got to try to manipulate all the monokumas with the different bullets you have and try to kill them all at the same time or else you won't get a good grade in that room and then you won't get a bonus at the end of the chapter or okay. you won't get as big of a bonus 
Are there still like any like uh, mystery elements that you need to solve like in the other games? No. no. It's it's all purely within the story like anything like that. It, it, I mean there's still there's still twists but they're they're not anything you have to actively solve. Is it so in that case is it very linear or is there the multiple endings or is it It's very linear, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you you don't you don't accidentally like, miss any important story beats if you don't do something like complete a puzzle or something. You can miss some stuff within, like you can miss, like there's a lot of notes scattered around the place that you can miss. But I mean, beyond, I mean, you can always replay the chapter and stuff. But yeah. Oh, okay. How long is the game? uh, But there's no like, there's no like true ending. You need to get all these notes to get like some sort of true ending or anything like that. There's like a, there's like a bad ending in the same way that Danganronpa One had a bad ending. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like if you died, <laughs> that's. That well, no, 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 no. I don't even mean that. I just mean at one point. But oh, okay. th- th- don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Wait. So, what? How long is this game? Twenty-ish that, hours. Yeah, Seventeen hours. Pretty from what I've heard. Are there any? Are there any uh, negative things that you guys didn't like about this game at all? I'm sort of curious about that because. I mean, we got the review up on the site, right, David? But you mentioned some yeah. of the things like it's mostly the gameplay, right? Yeah, I I'm. Like I, I just think the third-person shooting is it's kind of subpar, to be honest. The camera seems to be pulled in too close to you. Yeah. That's also, the, the aiming is kind of shit. The uh, kind uh, of what it's else? Real, like the aiming is <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it's, it's not really you, not. Good. Do you have any control over the sensitivity? Because it seems like you are moving too slow to move the. Mic. You know what helps with the sensitivity? Fucking skills that you learn through the game. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, literally, you got to get skilled to, like, make yeah, your reticle I feel like faster. the shooting then is intentionally bad then. Like, they made the shooting intentionally bad. Yeah, yeah no, it's... To be fair, like, who knows how to shoot somebody without, like, getting better at it? Like, you can you can get skills that set, that have, like, your, your hand movement isn't as shaky, something like that. It's like, uh, it's like anyone familiar with Metal Gear Solid, if you, if you smoke with Snake, it's like that. Kind of. Well, you need a compress and all that. You need to bring down your psych. And you <laughs> yes. I've never played Metal Gear Solid, so I wouldn't know. Oh, yeah, it's, but it's it's all about it, like controlling your. I mean, some self control is pretty much. Yeah, like works. there's one skill that says, like this is just an example. It's like uh, slow your hand movement, and then there's another skill that costs more points to equip. Really slow your hand movement. It's just like it's it's filler for the sake of That's being hilarious. a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, yeah, it's basically leveling up just to level up. Yeah. Almost. I, I mean, some, skills. Yeah, there are some cool skills. It's just that some of it feels like it's tucked behind intentionally bad game design, or may, maybe even not intentional. I I don't know. They, it it's just it's I don't know. It's dumb. There's it dumb. Sounds like though, like if it, uh, gameplay aside, it's that if you like the story in one and two, or at least oh, one you, of those games, it's like you're gonna still really like what they wrote here. Oh, if you like the franchise, this game is a must to to play. Like sure. it's. Completely canon, and it is by far the most fucked up in the in the series. Yeah, two was pretty fucked up. So oh, this one goes so off worse. the deep end, basically. Uh, there's, there's a kid <laughs> army, apparently, right? This <laughs> might. I have a question. I have a question then. So, does this pretty much tie up all loose ends, or is there going yeah. to be like? Because this happens between one and two, right? It ties up some loose ends and creates more. They uh, well, already announced that three is coming, so you know that makes sense. But I, yeah, to I mean, be fair, like you could tie it up and still have another one. You know, there's there are sequel hooks in there. Um, a sequel so, hooks. Yeah, oh, there's sequel hooks. <laughs> that makes sense. But okay. Well, no, I, there, there's stuff. 
that that sh- we think should take place after two. But I mean, we don't know because there's still some stuff we don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, within context, we're talking about being inside this crazy thing that's happening in the outside world. Yeah. And you're coming back to that later. That that makes sense. That you would be able to still work on that, build on top of that. So I I could see that. Yeah, no, no. There's there's definitely stuff that's being set up for three. I would say. <laughs> Or yeah. I have no idea what they're going to do with it because I, I can never predict where they're going with the series, but stuff is being set up. Yeah. Let's not talk too much about that just because, oh, yeah. you know, like I said, this game just came out and yeah. we can't talk about like the fate of the characters and things like that because that'd be overreaching yeah. what's going to happen. Are you only controlling one character in this game or is there two playable characters? Well, that, would that be, that'd be a spoiler. Well, I, think oh, that'd be okay. I mean, it's not a spoiler because okay. they talked about it in the press releases, but yeah. you switch between two characters. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. You well, and the, and the official art makes it kind of obvious which are the playable characters. So You, you yeah. can play as Komaru and you can play as Toko, which is... I I assume we're allowed to spoil stuff in Danganronpa one, right? Well, or... no. Well, we 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 mentioned the review. Go see the review and you see what we're talking about. Yeah. I don't think we should really talk too much about okay. it because well, that's that's very important too. You can play that... Toko and Komaru. That's that's all you need to know. Okay. Yeah, because there's right. a big reveal in one that uh, people should better off just playing it themselves. But yeah, so then let's let's put that game aside because I don't want to talk too much about it. Once again. People are ex- seem to be very excited for this game. I think Danganronpa is at the height of its popularity in terms of both the West and the East. Uh, oh. People went nuts uh, every time we talk about it. So, Liz, there's another game you've been playing, and you've actually been covering for the site, um, and we're about to post the review for uh, By the time you guys listen to this podcast, it'll be up on the site, but you've been covering one of those rare Atomi games, Amnesia <laughs> Memories. Rare, which, huh? I only kind of knew about from the anime and from some pictures people posted about a girl in a cage. So what's so that this, game? So, so this is a se- <laughs> this is a sequel to Amnesia: The Dark Descent, right? right? Yeah, it's a survival horror sequel. <laughs> is that it? Uh, um, well, Amnesia it, it's really <laughs> an interesting game because it has a cool storyline going along with it. Basically, you're this girl that lost her memories because an otherworldly being like ran into you on earth and he's like oh oh sorry i ran into you but you lost all your memories i'll help you try to get them back fantastic so you go down these four different storylines and there's a fifth one that unlocks eventually where you wake up you don't have your memories and usually this guy contacts you and he's like oh i'm your boyfriend except for in one storyline he lies to you but anyway but um the thing is you gotta you gotta make all these choices. There's no gameplay to speak of. It's just a visual novel, and you make all these choices to try to figure out where what your memories were, and what you remember of the, all the characters in the world. And since each storyline is different, you can't you can use like bits and pieces from one storyline. Like say if you play Heart World first, you might know about the personalities of some other characters and might be able to make more informed choices about what to say to them. Or what might be what they like, if you have to figure out if they like ramen or yuka or whatever. I don't even know what yuka is. but um, And basically, you just go through these stories and learn to love these people again and figure out what happened and why why this person ran into you in the first place. Why this Navi-like figure is in your head and all that stuff. It seems like, so there's an overarching story despite the fact that we've got like this kind of dating sims type of stuff where you're splitting off into these different characters. Obviously, there's going to be a true ending to all this at the end yeah. of it all. 
I would assume you can never do it on the first try, though, right? Oh, no. Basically, to figure out what exactly happened, you have to get all the good endings in the first four paths until unlock the last. Yeah, you have to get the good ending. And then you unlock the last path, and then you have to get the good ending in that path to figure out why everything's been happening the way it is. But I don't want to go into spoilers about that. But so, is the story pretty good then, or the the story is pretty good. Like I feel some of the stories are hit or miss. Like the one of the stories I really didn't like, but that's also because I don't like that kind of material and I don't like the way the good ending, like made Quote that. Good. <laughs> was it sleazy or something like that? Like well, it has like to do with him? the it has to do with the picture of the girl in the cage. So yeah, I didn't, yeah, oh. I didn't like the good I... ending for that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. And um, the re- I the mean the rest ending, of the time, right? yeah, quote unquote good. <laughs> so but, is there like a uh, canonical root in this, like a quote unquote true, like you know what's considered to be like the the canon ending? It's it's hard to tell because it uh-huh. deals with with um multiple universes type thing because each of the world is its own separate story with its own not separate people but they all do different things like in one story you're this person's boyfriend another story he's like your brother or whatever so <laughs> all right <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's not mixed but, those two though please but may i mean maybe the last path would be the closest to a true path but then it would kind of oust everyone else but eh, it's kind of hard to tell okay all right, interesting. Well, alternate universes. I didn't realize it was like that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it gets kind of crazy in there. So, do you think like this, the West has like a market for Atomic games? Like, are you excited about this type of game? Like, are you, have you been into this genre before? Well, this is the only se- only the second one, only the second Atomic game I played. The first one was High Koki or whatever it's spelled, and it had like crazy vampire shit. So <laughs> that sounds great. Crazy vampire shit. Yeah, that's the official genre name. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so um, I mean, I really liked Amnesia. Other than how hard it was to get the good ending requirements, like I had to go find a Japanese guide to try to figure this stuff out, and it was yeah. When like you, when you when you so, say hard, is it like you have to make every choice perfectly or something? Pretty much. Like at one point, like because Heart World is like one of my favorite ones. So at one point, you were like, oh, let's go on a date. Do you want to go to the movies? Do you want to go do this, or do you want to? go study and the thing is if you don't pick to go to the movies you lock yourself out of the good end and if you pick to go somewhere else you put yourself into the bad end and it's like it's so exact that and some of this stuff is so weird like the right choice seems to be to go study because this person was like trying to get into school or whatever but then like if you pick that you lock yourself out of the good end and it's so hard like to how, figure like how, out like how you're supposed to know you know trial yeah, and error <laughs> yeah, you don't know how to know most of these things, and they don't give you, they don't give you any like, uh, what's it? They don't give you any indication about what the right choice is, and if you make like if you make the first choice wrong and you don't know it, you will be put into the bad end and so then, quickly. Dude, and then at that point, they just kind of have to like redo the whole thing. Yeah, and then you'll go through like two hours of storyline, not know you're in the bad end, and then you get to that <laughs> end. Well, to be fair, and, like I think it'd be better if they didn't like outright told you because you'd like well now i can't experience all this writing like who knows the bad ending could have been interesting at least you know That's... yeah i mean i do like getting all the different endings i just wish it was easier to figure out what i'm supposed to do oh more obvious yeah yeah oh, understandable it reminds you of, like uh those like or just random visual novels that like have like the most like uh, uh like a 
crazy trivial things that'll alter like everything. It's like, oh, this person dropped an apple. Will you go pick it up for her or not? Nah. Well, well th thanks. You just got Dr. Says like 20 different bad endings. Well, this you, person no fell way off a get... cliff trying to get that <laughs> apple. <and> so, man... <laughs> I, I have a very important question. Was there a point with toast in the mouth? I don't. Is the spirit? <laughs> no, no, there was no point with toast in the mouth. Not okay. Offhand. I do Never mind. Ask, I do want to ask though, is that when you do get the bad ending, does it bring you back to the point of that decision where you can continue on to, to get to the good ending, or is it all the way no. back to the beginning? Okay. It kicks you back to the title screen. So you have wow. to have a lot of save games, pretty much. I, that's what I yeah. do in those games. Like a lot of, anytime there's a decision, I make a save game. So. <laughs> It's basically that's what you have to do, but wow, since it's like thirty decisions per pass, you gotta Ooh. make you so little, many. You create, you create a map of yeah. your decisions. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really yeah, rough paper. time. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's amnesia. I mean, it's a good game. I like the story, but it's a little tough. <laughs> it seems like that market's growing though. Like Axis is being like Nor Nine and some other games out over here. Like Atomic Games are going to come coming over, uh, and it seems like. I guess that in this case, Idea Factory is trying to find another way to bring these games over, not always like focused on Neptunia, like have these other games that they can promote. Because I, I think their press event in April is just only this game. They've been, they've been promoting this for a while, and like yeah. this has been their focus. Yeah. Which they need, they need it, because eventually, who knows, they might run out of Neptunia games to cover, uh, to bring over, so <gasps> they need another market, I guess. You shut your mouth, Zach, right oh, no. now. Well, Nice America is all about anime now, so they needed, like, something else now that they don't have, like, all, a ton of games to localize each year. Well, what else did they, I mean, Neptunia does well, what else do they have? Idea Factory? Disgaea? Uh, no, that's, that's Nice America. Yes. They I guess they got have... Fairy Fencer. Well, Fairy the Fairy Fencer was Nice, and Idea Factory just got the PC version for some reason. Oh. It was weird. I kind of want to yeah. look up, like, what else Idea Factory... They always, they can always like, Monster Monster yeah, Monster Mon piece, the Mero, the Mori, Mori Listen, Neptunia brings in so much money, it doesn't matter. Well, they they just announced like all those collaborations. Like, let's see here. So, oh, wow, Nor Nine was an Idea Factory game. I didn't know that. Why is Axis controlling that? That's weird. Uh, yeah, like Hakuoki is is also an Idea Factory. Oh, that's game. right. That's weird. when is Neptunia Victory Two coming out? Uh, they haven't announced uh, it yet, but it's going to be soon. You know they're going to. There's, not, there's really nothing else. I'm looking through their list of stuff. They got a lot of Tome games. Diabolic Lovers could be coming over here sometime. I don't know. That's they got um, they got plenty of visual novels that they could be doing. But you know, Tokyo Game Show is around the corner. They could be announcing more games. Uh, That's right. In Japan. So we're like two like two weeks away from that. That's kind of crazy. But yeah, so we got Amnesia Memories review up on the site by the time you guys hear this. And so. Um, We'll hear more of your thoughts with that. It sounds like you're kind of like you're enjoying it, but there's some qualms that you have. So. Yeah. Pretty much. But now, <laughs> I want to I want to move into this next game. But like you were playing Half Minute Hero, David, you you put Second Coming. Yeah. That's obviously the sequel. Like, yes, it is. So Liz, you've been playing the original, but David, you're playing the sequel. Like yes, how I am. Are these games. Tell us your thoughts in thirty seconds. Yes, thirty seconds. <laughs> Get back to town, um, get back to town. Touch the statue. Uh, I mean, I thought Half Minute Hero was a good game, but I also didn't do, like, any of the side things. I didn't... There's, like, paths you can take. You can take one path or another and take extra levels. I didn't do any of that. And I felt that if I did, I would have worn thin really quickly because it's cool. Like, it's a really cool game trying to figure out how to beat the Overlord in 30 seconds or whatever. But after a while, it's just like the same kind of puzzles over and over. Like, go to town. 
buy new weapons, fight until you're blank level, and then go beat the guy. But then, um, since I only played like 30 levels, it wasn't so bad. But if I would have played like 50 levels, I would have gotten frustrated and not wanted to play anymore. Uh, I could see it's obviously in short bursts. It's kind of the yeah. point, right? You're right. Yeah. But David, like you played the second coming, how different yeah. have you played the original? And like, how much yes, I did, compare? and I am on the complete opposite side of the scale. I think it's addicting as hell. In in fact, I there's this extra mode where, uh, like, a super hard mode where it's like three second hero or something oh, like that. Yeah, I and I, I, I after many tries, I beat that, and wow. it was one of it was really satisfying. But yeah, I I love the game. I think it uh, it's really fun. It's really addicting, just banging into people. You know, it's got their it, bum, that's the bum rush like in the East games. Yeah, like in the early East games, it's it's really it's really fun. Just getting to town, going to a dungeon, going back to town, hearing some overlord talk about uh, bats or whatever, some stupid shit, and then bam, they're dead, and it's fun. And also, second coming is. Uh, a lot more serious, surprisingly. There's like an actual story involved, and it's pr pretty cool, honestly. I mean, it's still humorous, but it's fun. And yeah, I think. Yeah. I, yep. I mean, there's not much else to say. It's just, just the thirty thirty second bursts, but uh, other stuff. It sounds like it's it's one of those games that yeah, you, if you want to just play a game for a brief moment, I mean that's yeah. that's obviously the way it's built. So that that seems like it's a meaty game though. If like if you're into roguelikes and things like that, it seems like it's the best kind of game to play. Yep, yeah, it's really fun. It's you get a lot of nice weapons. It's it's an RPG, just like a micro RPG. Of I now, guess. I mean, and then of course, I mean, we were talking. We, it seems like our side's been covering more visual novels as of late it's kind of intentional because there's not always a ton of rpgs to cover but um like anime expo uh came around early july fourth of july weekend of course and they had a lot of announcements and one of those games is umi neko which is uh kind of in the same is it like is it higurashi of course it's like it's like it's like a part of that it, series right it's, it, the same it's part of it's the same series it's same i don't author. want to call it i mean it's technically a sequel but it's really more a spiritual successor yeah i think it takes place in the same universe but i'm not 100 percent on that i mean it's a completely different conflict it's yeah. just and no, no arguably no returning characters it's so hard to explain though so you've been playing it though i mean uh, yeah. the reason i bring that up is that they just announced a localization yeah. for steam after you know years of people wanting that game to be brought over and all we have is like the fan translation so much yep. so how, and, how how is that game i mean i've, I've heard okay. really good things about it but oh uh, okay kind of mixed actually no wait i'm sorry i take it back yeah. really mixed reaction from this game i don't know what i'm talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah I've heard some really let, me mixed things. let me tell you my reaction i fucking hated it oh <laughs> i played all eight episodes which is like 130 hours and i fucking hated it wow that's a lot of time to spend yeah well, I, I i zoned out for a bit which game are we talking about Obineko. which novel oh okay Obineko no naku koroni something i don't know it's something when the when the seagulls cry that's that's the english translation or uh when they and, cry i think it's just all it goes right when the seagulls yeah. or when when they cry three that's it's the third iteration and it's oh. and i thought it was bullshit and 
but I don't know how much I'm actually allowed to talk about because of spoilers. Would, would you say would you say you cried during it? <laughs> oh, I I cried of boredom and and <laughs> fucking tedious te- bullshit. It's just like uh, let me just say that it takes all the all the tropes and uh, all the expectations all the expectations you have out of the mystery genre and turns them on their head for the worse. So give me a little bit of background. So what is, what is Umineko? What's the basic story premise? Okay, basic story. Uh, a bunch of rich people are... are uh, ah, jeez. <laughs> there's a lot to the backstory. It's, it's like it's a family that's like vacation of uh, like this big reunion on an island, right? Yeah, it's, it's a big... Re- it's a reunion of this super rich family on an island. There's an asshole grandfather and there's a bunch of, uh, bunch of children... Like his his kids that are all named after like German names for some reason instead of Japanese names because they're all Japanese. Cool. It's cool. That's what they do. It's a cool thing. Well, well, Kill I mean, this, did it. They can do it in this one too. Well, well, this is mentioned. This is actually a story, a plot point. Why why they have like um, like those kind of names? But oh. anyway, and and so there's like 19 people, including the servants and stuff, and they're on an island, and suddenly murders break out. But the the thing is, like, I, I don't think this is this is that much of a spoiler because uh, because Higurashi did it, and it's kind of like something a lot of people know going in. But like mm-hmm. each each episode, kind of like I don't want to say resets, but it's it's like from diff from different uh, perspective. It's it's not just different perspectives. It's like different stories, and like anyone that's familiar with Higurashi would know. It's like a, a different tunnel vision, right? Like it's they see it, things that like a different, different way, timeline right? each time, and you're trying to figure stuff out. Oh, okay. But okay, like uh, oh, geez, I don't even I don't even know if I if I can say what my biggest like complaint is. Is it just the fact that like each episode ended on an unsatisfying note? Is that kind of how it went? Like it didn't fulfill what you expected the time you put in? No, because I mean, I mean, it feels like this is kind of the point of the whole series, and I think it's something that people should both know up front, but at the same time, it's a spoiler. Ah, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> is, it, okay. is it just like, is it like, is it kind of like a soap opera, like at the end, like, oh, everything was not what you thought it was, kind of? It's more the way things are revealed. Okay. It's kind, they kind of aren't so would you say that to rectify this right there should be a disclaimer before when you boot up the game say yeah you might be totally unsatisfied with how the the the, F, the, the time that you're putting into this it, it's i think it's hollow is what you're saying it's hollow. <laughs> you i know think what? it leaves things ambiguous like you're the supposed to figure it out but you won't ever know what the answer is yeah, oh. the, the disclaimer is you have to rely on the fans to tell you the answer <laughs> <laughs> okay right. they're all like interpretations they're all like uh, like theories and, about what and, happened. and I don't just mean like like side stuff. I mean the fucking answer. I mean what the hell happened. That's that's <laughs> what you have to rely on them to tell you. And and they do know the answer. Fans are fucking geniuses. And also there's there's side stories that kind of tell the answer. Like the manga reveals everything. And thank you, and, I mean Echo fans. You saved your own game. Yeah, pretty much. Congratulations. People hated the anime. People didn't think much of the game, so I don't know how to feel about the manga, right? <laughs> well, no, because the manga, they they have stories in there that are 
just not in any other form of media because the game just foregoes all answers. Well, it's less common. Like the manga or the book obviously yeah. has more details and more development than the no, actual. They don't. They don't have the budget to support like a whole. But, thing. but it's like there's there's this whole theme of you don't need to know the answers because it might make might make you unhappy. And I'm like, fuck you. I want to know the fucking answers. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not part of this whole conflict with it where. All, where your family is dying, I am an onlooker looking in. I want to know the answers. I want and the bitter truth. I want the sad ending. No, <laughs> Might and, be too deep for a like, And there's like metaphors for like uh, for like the people that want it. Like the, like there's a whole metaphor for like the internet is like goat people. It's just bullshit. Oh, okay. It's one of those types of things. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people love it. I mean, I've I've talked to people that say, oh yeah, I, I approach mystery stories completely different after Umineko. And, and I'm just that sounds like crazy talk. I don't know. And I'm just thinking like anything. If you said that about anything, I'd be like, oh, really? Are you I, being serious? I'm just thinking this is not even a this is like a deconstruction of the mist of the mystery genre in the worst way possible. It's a it's a deconstruction by saying, fuck you. The answers aren't so easy to come by. That's why it's a fucking story. So I can it's a, it's a mystery wrapped around yeah. an enigma. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just so goddamn unsatisfying. I will say, though, that once I learned the twists from external sources, the twists are great. Man, you're, you're like, oh, that's a great that's hilarious. I'm dying. <laughs> that's good. It's like, the, 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 this shit's fucking bullshit. But once I knew, it was fucking great, man. <laughs> it was, that was, all right. that was the, twists, all right. the twists are actually amazing. It's just I don't want to rely on an outside source to find out what the fuck they are. <laughs> it's, it's, sounds, like bad ex sounds like bad execution it's terrible execution but so many people like it because of that and it's it's so weird it's like it's incredibly mixed like I, I loved Higarashi. Higarashi had all the answers I wanted in in the way I wanted it it was it was great and now Umineko turns out on its head by just saying fuck you go read go read something else and and tell me the answers I don't know <laughs> I'm well, just imagining that like the early years of Umineko came out, like no one fucking got until like this like like crazy like like committee came there. It's like okay, we need to save Umineko somehow. Uh, no. somewhere, like, pages long. Just, okay, let, let me let me tell you like one, one theme is mystery versus fantasy in it, and like so so like a big question throughout the whole series is is this mystery or is this something that are these are these murders committed by actual people or are they committed by a witch and so it's like it, like it's there's interesting like dialogue between these people as they argue stuff and it's like it's like a whole meta commentary on the mystery genre oh. it's while taking place within an actual story in the mystery genre but it's it's basically people arguing like like there's like 90 hours of the game of people Going through every single possibility. It's a, it's a fucking internet message board. That's what this game is. <laughs> the little things. You gotta, you gotta see those little things, man. So, I, I so see now that, we like... actually know why people like it, then. Yeah. No, I, it's not literally an internet message board. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, multiple... it's a metaphor for the message board, right? That's what it, it is. It's another that's, metaphor. That's the way I see it. I don't know if anyone else sees it like that. But, like, they go through every single, like, possibility. And I will admit, the, the Ryuki Shi, I don't know how to pronounce his name, the guy that wrote this... He must have put in a lot, a lot of time writing all this, like a lot of time. But at the same time, there's so like he could have used an editor because it a lot. It takes like 30 hours to say things that could be said in an hour. It, it It's like 
terribly paced. The first episode where very little happens is like 20 hours. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's it's just, I mean, in my opinion, it's terribly paced. Some people say, yeah, it's, it's deliberate pacing and it's great. No, fuck you, it's not. <laughs> It you're, 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 you're channeling your inner Simon. Because <laughs> no, for like all these episodes, I was waiting for it to get better. People kept assuring me, oh, yeah, the, once you find out the answers, it's great. Once you find out all everything you need to know, it's great. No, it's not. The answers aren't there. Well, Good. I, Let I've, the hate flow through you. <laughs> well, I've been playing a game that's kind of like that. It's called Cradle. It came out on PC recently. It's like twelve bucks. You can get, you can pick it up. Is it's, that your segue to, you, to your turn? Yeah. No. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about some of the. <laughs> no, no, the no, 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 no. It's I'm I'm done with Umineko. Go on. Well, I wanted Hard to kind of carry on that conversation because Cradle's kind of like that as well. It's uh, that fine. everything is completely ambiguous. Like you're going into this story not knowing anything. You wake up, you lost your memories. But it's 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 not like the really bad trope of amnesia. Like you know, just like uh, yeah. this is a a bad way to you know make it feel like you're embedding yourself into that character or something like that it's that the the circumstances around how it happened and what you do about it is pretty great uh the way they structure it um especially how you pull information it's kind of like um cradle's kind of like the game like gone home or something like that but not oh, cool. not in that type of fashion it's it's more uh you have, you're working with a, a much even a smaller space than that game does but it's a lot of like reading um, newspaper articles, uh, picking up different objects, reading from um, like data logs, looking in computers and things like that to understand what happened to this world that you were in, how you ended up in this small hut. I've, there's another word for it, but I'm, 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 the name escapes me right now. You wake up, you're on the ground, you see a table with some different uh, equipment on it, and then you look over and there's this woman, not an actual woman, a robot, uh, that looks like a woman that has uh, is hooked up to like these different wiring, and you have to figure out, okay, where am I? What's happened? Who is this like humanoid robot like sitting on this table? Uh, and things kind of go from there. And the thing about Cradle is that it's this really well realized world too. Like it's a sci-fi world. Um, it's got some amazing uh, landscape around it. The like the skybox itself is some of the best you've ever seen. It's it's and, but it's got some great characters, great writing. The thing about that game that I can kind of compare it to Umineko is that it's like I said, very ambiguous. And so unless you spend the time reading all these articles and like scraping from the very edges of stuff, there's stuff hidden behind stuff. Like you pull up a piece, like an object, there is this paper kind of hidden away inside of a book that you have to kind of work your way through a book to find see, that bookmark to find a little mark, note about it it's that kind of game see but, see that sounds stylistically ambiguous yes. which what where umi neko is is uh obnoxiously ambiguous it's because because umi neko is set up like a way where it's like oh yeah this story this is a typical mystery it, it might have some some cool uh tropes turned on its head some curveballs all that stuff but it's set up in a way where it's like yeah you're gonna get the answers you want but no they the answers don't come it sounds convoluted to say the least yes and that's that's the that's that's what i'm i'm sharing the contrast is that with cradle at least it's that the information's all there you just have to kind of you know read it and and, yeah. and, and find it and and understand it 
because the thing I, I won't spoil it, but this this game's not long. You can beat this game in about you know five or six hours, but oh, cool. um, it, it's not long at all. Um, there's some questionable gameplay decisions that I couldn't really get into, um, but the the actual writing is is well done. The um, the acting is very well done, um, and the character relationships are also pretty interesting. Uh, but the ending is left way open unless you did your homework and looked at everything because if you don't that game just kind of drops you off a cliff so mm. you better be doing uh, the reading to understand because if when you do i found the ending of cradle to be one of the most satisfying experiences i've had this year um just from understanding what happened uh, and it's a it's a very it, there's no there's very little gameplay the, the gameplay that is there is kind of dumb but uh, for anyone who's into adventure games, uh, it's 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 well worth the purchase in my mind. In my, in my Sounds mind. cool. Yeah. But um, yeah. Th- but that's that's kind of what I was I was getting at is that you know unless you did the work, you're not you're not going to be satisfied with the way this game ends, and people are going to be upset about it. And I saw a lot of people upset about it. Um, but that's why you got to do that work. But it's it's not the kind of game where you know you have to go to a message board like you said to find the answers. It's, yeah. it's in there. Um, it's it's kind of the thing where it's like. Not to you know swing it to like uh, a cheap shot or something. The thing about Final Fantasy Thirteen that I had some issues with is that people kept telling me, "Man, if you looked at that encyclopedia, you would know what how it all works." <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, guys! I should be able to understand it from playing the game, not from looking up a guide or looking through all this this big um, a glossary of, of terms and things like that to understand what's happening." Um, and in this case, Cradle does a really good job of you know encompassing it all there. Um, and it's it's actually like there's a there's actually a, a newspaper article that tells you how you're supposed to interpret the ending. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, but Echo seems that's what I've been hearing from other people too. Is that it, it's it's uh, it, it, there's a lot of uh, room left for interpretation, and I'm not a huge fan of that. Just because it's like I want to yeah. have that's the kind of reason why I don't get into some other games. Like I want a beginning, a middle, and an end. I want the game to end. I can't. I'm, yep. I'm not a fan of games that set themselves up for a sequel. Um, it's, uh, and that's kind of what I had an issue with Celestian Tales in my review for that game is because it sets itself up for a sequel. Apparently, that game's episodic, and I had no idea because it's not on the Steam page. I wasn't told oh, about really? that in the, well, in the yeah. stuff that I was given beforehand. So I just assumed it was like, okay, this ending came out of nowhere. So how am I supposed to enjoy this? And that's kind of where. Umineko sounds like it is. It's like it's, it's it leaves things open, and I I don't yeah. like that. I'm not. A, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, I'm sorry if I killed your hype. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I still saw a lot of people excited about that. I think, honestly, the reactions when yeah. I talked about when I posted that stuff on Twitter was pretty amazing. I don't oh. think like uh, what is it? The creator of Umineko said like a question was asked like what really happened on that island, and I think he he, uh, he literally threw his hands up and he's like it was one big happy party. And that was all I was. Yes. Why not? So, besides Cradle, though, I mean, I also have been delving into my backlog. I played System Shock 2, which I had a lot of fun with. Um, that game is amazing. Uh, it doesn't really hold up that well uh, in, the, in the visual department, but if you're into a really good story and the, and the narration, that game is probably one of the best. Uh, yes like first person like the shooting rpg genre that kind of blend a hyper genre one of the best if you haven't played it yet you deserve to play it because every you need to you need I, to yeah i what that that game is just what it's one of those games that like oh like sticks out to you once you're done with it it's like it's one of those games that's 
uh, in my opinion, the unforgettable. Because just the way that it handled story at that time when it came out. Uh, just something that does not a lot of games did uh, back then. And just the atmosphere of that game is incredible. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you liked Bioshock, there's a lot of similar gameplay elements. Like the shop that you can find around the data logs that you can pick up. There's a lot of stuff in there that is, is very similar to, to that stuff. Um, but Shodan, one of the mm. best, best characters, characters ever in, video games. in a video game. Holy crap, the, the big reveal that happens in that game when you, when you meet Shodan. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, like I saw that happen and it blew my mind. And I saw some people talking about like, doing a remake, like there's some guy trying to like remake, the, at least like the part when the, that big reveal happens, like when you find out. Um, I would love to see a remake of that game just because of how impressive they were able to, uh, how impressive that game was at the time. I mean, you're talking about a game that came out in 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's like around time of like Half-Life 1 and like uh, all these other games that are coming out like trying to build a story around this but the there's some really deep RPG mechanics building up your class you know finding different items around the environment and just uh, all this inventory management and skill management it's pretty great and you can learn all these different things like being able to like lock like uh, like hack into these different objects and like take over the security system there's a lot of things about that game you should go play it what I really want to talk about, though, is a game that I'm not under embargo about, and it's Disgaea 5. Guys, it's Disgaea it's, 5. Uh, it's Disgaea 5. The, the fifth Disgaea. The fifth shittiest game. <laughs> no, Disgaea 5. I, okay, Disgaea 5. If you are a fan of Disgaea, it's, I'm, I'm going to say this right now, it's the best Disgaea has Whoa. ever been. It is I, amazing. I would hope so. It's well, I mean, you, there's plenty of examples you could give of a series just dipping and coming back. I mean, let's talk about Final Fantasy. But no, it, it's it's this kind of thing where it's like, um, uh, I wasn't huge into uh, going into like the the side activities in those games, like the going into like the item world and things like that. I I played all the other games. I've beaten all the other games uh, in the Disguise series, not the DS one and not the Visual Novel one. I forget what that was, but that was I, I didn't care for that stuff at all. Um, I think the DS is actually just a port anyway, but um, and it's like a it's a it's a weaker port as a result. But um, I had a lot of fun with the Sky Five so far. That game is always on my mind wherever wherever I'm at. The writing is really top notch. Uh, there's a ton of character classes to unlock and use. That was one of my favorite things about strategy RPGs is you know finding these character classes, building them up, and kind of you know finding favorites. You know so. I, I like I try to push the story characters to the side because like okay they're going to be a big part of the plot. I am building a character, and so I'm mm-hmm. like putting my personality into them. Like I'm building up their backstory, all this stuff. That's the kind of my favorite thing about strategy RPGs is like, you know, this no name NPC, like a, a no name character. You're giving them a name. You're building up their stats. You're making them the strongest character they can possibly be for that class. And so, and and that's the kind of like Valkyrie Chronicles and all that stuff. Like you only get a very a simple taste. You get some flavor text, and this game is good about the flavor text. Like you really get to know about the the character themselves, and just talking to them in the environment is fun this as is well. PS4 exclusive, right? Yes, PS4 exclusive, and they okay. Nipponichi got a beating in Japan because of that. Like people were not ready to switch over. Japan's kind of moving that direction now, anyway. But before, when that game came out last year, no. It, well, it's yeah, kind of weird because, like, though. most... It seems like a lot of games, Japanese RPGs, are, like, Vita PS4 in Japan. 
or, or PS3, PS4, but this now is like, it's... nope, this is PS4 only. Yeah, it's the, cro- <laughs> it's the cross-platform stuff. Like, they're not, yeah. they're not willing to take that risk. I think it's, the, in Apollonichi's case, I, I would imagine that the reason they're more willing to do that is because it's huge here, and they've already said... Uh, Nipponichi gets most of their profit. Well, it's like 40% or something from Nice America because they got their games and the anime that we already talked about. They got their markets here and they're seeing much more growth here than they do in Japan. And so they're more willing to kind of jump, jump, jump over here and just release their game. I'd be surprised if the next game that they put out uh, doesn't quickly see a release here. I think the next game is that a horror adventure game that they got out but oh yeah that's right for the vita the um yeah yeah uh, who knows about I, that game but the, some of their big titles i mean they don't <laughs> got a lot to do with like they got witch in the hundred nights that remake coming out but that's disguise five is a great title and i think it's 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 going to be anyone who's a fan of that series is going to really really enjoy it i've shared some pictures on our twitter account and on my own um and i've been having a lot of fun with it can you just give us like a quick rundown of like any like new distinguishing like features of that game that like makes it like much of a bigger, better experience than like previous Disgaea's? Yeah, I mean the one thing that people give a lot of flack to that series about is the fact that you know the they're still using sprites. You know the the the, the visuals don't look that great. Why would you give ha- flack to sprites? Sprites are awesome. <laughs> it's because people keep comparing it's like a PS2 game, and it's from people that have probably never played a PS2 game in their life because they wouldn't know <laughs> how different. Fire Emblem that is. has sprites. Huh? Fire Emblem has sprites. Yeah, but that's not yes. on con- that's not on consoles. I mean, they use 3D models oh. on the on the console. Oh, I see what you mean. But, uh, but it's 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 more like um. The big thing about this game is that there's a lot more sprites on screen. So in, in the other, other Disgaea games, everything's like really close. So you only got like a few sprites on screen at once. Uh, the, the number of characters inside of a battle are small in number. In this, you could fill up a huge map. The camera's pulled way back. You have a ton of characters on the screen, enemies and friendlies. Uh, and everything runs at a very smooth frame rate. Like I've had no sense of slowdown whatsoever in that entire game. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of really cool mechanics in that. Now, once again, I didn't really touch too much on the side stuff in the earlier games, like the the the. Um, uh, so I don't know if this is new to this game, but uh, they have the map editor. The thing with this, uh, this might be new, is the fact that you can upload maps you've created online, and other people can download them. And I, so mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool because I I've only seen one out of another journalist that has been posted online, mm-hmm. but you can see how people could gain the system, you know, putting out maps that are all about giving you a ton of experience and a ton of money and all this right but there's some really cool stuff like when you create a map you can create all kinds of different terrain you can buy the different items it does use money to buy stuff in the shop but i think if you buy it once you own it and so you can create some pretty cool stuff uh you can also you know go on battles to battle the people online uh the autumn world is once i find once i actually got into the autumn world it's actually the one of the most beneficial ways to grind your characters up uh there's just a ton of stuff here, and I, uh, I've i really gotten into it, and it look, it's the best looking the series has ever been, all the, all the different character portraits. A lot of the classes do make a return from the other series. I think there's like a couple new ones as well, but um, like you can make squads, so there's like, a, there's like a whole NPC you go up to that you can uh, assign all your different characters to different squads. Like you can have one that um, when you start a round, start a map, you're a giant, and you stay that way for three rounds, and so you're just beating people up, like doing oh, that's a, a skill yeah. that mm-hmm. like 
they jump up and then squash like anyone <laughs> within like four squares and so it, it's it, it's got that it's got like this whole interrogation thing where you can take prisoners um oh. and then interrogate them um uh, which is mostly just like having five chances to like wear down someone's hp and then when they hit zero you can either have them join your party or extract um uh different items and weapons and things like that from them like they can just like destroy them and take their items you can make them a citizen um there's a ton of quests that you can go on uh there's what do you mean by citizen citizen that's the thing is like i haven't really fully gotten a grasp about what that's about so far it's been mostly just you know satisfying quest objectives like if you make 25 people your citizen uh 25 citizens then you clear an objective um you have like a hub world that you can run around just like in the other games as well it's what they call a pocket netherworld uh but i don't see like them walking around that place so i don't know exactly what that's about so mm. i'm not sure i mean it, I still, it's still stuff I gotta learn. I mean, that game is not out until October, so I got some time to still kind of figure yeah, stuff definitely. out. Yeah, uh, uh, the, the story is like all new, right? Like it's not like a sequel to like any of the previous Disgaea's and whatnot. Oh, totally. D two Disgaea D two is the only sequel in the entire series. The rest okay. of the games are all standalone, pretty much. I mean, you have like returning characters like Laharl and Etna and Flan. Um, I think they're DLC here, but in some of the other games, they just kind of show up um, mm -hmm. and be a part of that. The the story is kind of darker than it has been Ooh. i mean there's still plenty of comedy bits and it's the, like i said the play, the text is great like the writing is awesome but there is some more mature things like there's some pretty serious moments i mean in disguise one etna has a pretty serious story in that one too but they don't dwell on it too much disguise three i think is kind of the more darker that the series has been I think the Sky Five's right up there too what about that one end that one bad ending in disguise two i think that was the darkest <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty bad. Do, um, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. Oh, I know what you okay. mean. But, it, it, yeah. <laughs> that's, let's not talk about the Cursed Sword ending in, in Neptunia Mach 2 either. But that's but in, in Disgaea, yeah. Uh, let's see. Disgaea 2's bad ending is, is up there too. Uh, Disgaea 5, though, is it's kind of like the main plot, though. It, it's got mm -hmm. a more serious tone because you've got this guy named Dark Boy who's going around destroying... <laughs> that's a great another, name. Yeah, yeah that is right? a good name. <laughs> yeah, Dark Boy. It's it's It's... Everything you need to know is is, the, is in the name. But he's going around destroying different netherworlds because they're like these different planets that he's just blowing up uh, and uh, stealing, Why not? enslaving the populace, you know, and destroying the planets and, and taking them. Um, they go into some pretty serious subject matter, uh, um, different characters. Like the their motivations for why they're going after Dark Void is, is very key about this because you've got um, the main character, Kilia who is this kind of ambiguous character. You don't know much about what his motivation is, but they kind of do these little flashbacks and these little moments that you like. You start to get to know him. I mean, it's pretty obvious what the problem was. You just don't know much about the context about it. So that, that's kind of it. And then you've got um, Sarah is all about, you know, trying to woo Kilia. <laughs> she's like this, uh, the overlord of this gorgeous netherworld. So she's got like this... She's got the noble app down to a science, so it's like, oh, good. Uh, yes. she's got the ja That's fantastic already. Uh, the Japanese voice acting is, is some of the best. It's it's great. I mean, the English is also really good. I mean, not you know downplay that, but the Japanese voice acting, her her voice is the best <laughs> in that entire thing. But uh, you've got like uh, important family matters happening in that game, like like very serious things that happen to these the families. Uh, um, and all these motivations that you don't know about, and so far, 
like I said, I've been really enjoying my time with that, and I think that anyone who's liked a Disgaea game in the past, or has never played a Disgaea game, period, but likes strategy RPGs, uh, I think you're going to find a lot to like here. And there seems to be a huge amount of depth to uh, find here. That, like, there's even like this uh, crazy board game uh, that you can jump into that helps build up your stats. So you're like you're rolling dice, uh, uh, rolling a dice to um, move around a different uh, this board map uh, and coming across different things like enemies or these blocks that give you different boosts uh, or money or stealing money away or causing damage. And you're just supposed to make your way through this. And there's all these different difficulty levels to make your way through it. There's just a lot of stuff going on in that game. And I think Apparently. Uh, like, <laughs> I haven't been able to like, collect my thoughts about it. Because that's kind of how I've always been with all these Disgaea games. Like, I need to like put it down on paper so that I can kind of collect my thoughts and understand what it's about. So Yeah, but... I might have to pick it up. It seems like the biggest Disgaea yet. And I haven't, been, I haven't played that series in quite a while. So I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good time to get back in. Oh, totally. And I think the characters have never been better. Like I, I think I've, I've, I love each and every single character. It's like there's this one guy. He's basically the Rock from WWE. Uh, in, in favor. He's like, Amazing. He calls Good. himself the Supreme One, and he's like, uh, you want to go one on one with the Supreme One? He's got all these different like jabronis <laughs> and all this crazy stuff that he goes into. It's, you need to. And he's got like, this. Uh, that game is is something else. I, I think people are going to really, really enjoy it. Um, I'll be able to have a review up for that pretty soon. Like I said, I don't have an embargo. And so I'll have a review up on that site maybe in the next week or so, maybe sooner, because I'm almost done with it. I've been able to get through that game pretty quick, but I've just been spending a lot of my free time with it. So, so you're going to have a review of it out like a month before it actually comes out. Pretty much. I think I'll have that review up for a lot of people. Just because I've played the other games, I've gotten to understand the mechanics of it and know the easiest way to like grind up my characters. Uh, it's a hint. It's tower leveling. You know, you just build yeah. a tower oh, yeah. and then everyone gains experience when you attack. It's... I, I, I told that on Twitter as well, but that's um, that game in the books. It's I can say right now, game of the year contender. It's 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 up there. I, oh, I interesting. Seriously? Seriously, game of the year contender. I'll be fighting for that game to, to win. So we um, know whose votes we're not counting this year. <laughs> uh, I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll fight anybody with that game. That's hey man, uh, the, the Sky Five has a lot of hard, hard competition this year. I mean, you have Fate Grand Order to contend with. Okay, wow. that's tough. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. I mean, it sounds like already it seems like if you're you have to be a fan of that. But that seems to be this guy too. You got to be a fan. It's gonna of end that. up being Witcher Three versus Bloodborne. Just saying. Uh, we'll see. We about don't that. know. We'll see. We'll see about that. But that's that's pretty much what I've been playing. I've also been playing Persona Four Dancing All Night. I can't talk about that. Uh, but we'll RPG of the year, that. right there. Yeah. Oh, I think RPG I can have of a, the year. Yeah. A, a couple weeks. Um, I'll have a review up on the site. I'm already pretty much done with that. I'm almost done with that game too. It's it's not it's but we'll see how that goes. I can't tell you my thoughts on it, but we'll you guys will see a review for that. Um, and we'll have a video too. Uh, we'll definitely have a video for Disguise. You guys can also already see some footage on our YouTube channel, um, YouTube.com/RPGSiteNet. We already have Disguise Five. We also have some Grandia Two footage, and that thing's been pretty popular. Well, it have well the did you mention like a Persona Four dancing all night like video review or something? Not a video review, but I'll have I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a video of it. Oh. Yeah. Okay, but we'll, we'll, we'll have you. We'll have you uh, dancing on it. Me personally, no. Yeah, yeah. Still, no. That, that, I, that's do I don't have a camera. Sorry, guys. Uh, but I, you'll see my poor skills. Like I can't, I can't perfect every single shot in that game. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it from what I've been playing. I mean, but other than that, I mean, for the topics of discussion, I mean, this a podcast is going on a little while, so I don't know how much you guys want to talk about this stuff. Um, 
The big news is, as we already said, Final Fantasy XV had their active time report yesterday, as of this recording, uh, at PAX. What did you guys think? Did you guys get a good look at that stuff? Simon, okay, on three, we laugh at, the, at their big announcement at PAX, okay? One, two, three. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at the PAX awesome. panel... Such a weak laugh. That was pretty bad, yeah, I guess. Your fucking face. <laughs> at the, at the PAX one. panel, their active time they, have, they announced, like... An announcement of like they're gonna have a this special event at March of next year, the, to announce the release date of FF15. This is the biggest bullshit ever. Like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Just <laughs> like it's like, don't like you want them to shut up. Like, don't say anything. Like, I don't understand. Like, every word that comes out of your mouth, it just makes you look like a freaking fucktard. It's like they're like, wow, it's kind of strong feelings here, man. Uh, like it's, just, it's just one of those things that's just like it's been going on for so long now especially at the point where like they had at the beginning of the panel they had to apologize to people and say oh we have to clarify but you might have said that FF15 is coming before 2017 even it's coming out of 2016 it's like oh, duh yes why do you have to well I mean to be fair like this is mostly hearsay like people saying like an interview or something like it's good to hear a confirmation because if it's coming next year next year is going to be packed they already like, said that no, they, they but they didn't. I mean, it's say it like in in a broad way. I think that's that's still that's good with me. That's good that, with me. That, that's a that's a weird thing for like for them to have to apologize over saying that. Oh, sorry, we said before twenty seventeen. That's we're, we're crazy for for saying that. They, you know? I'm sure they don't even know when that game's coming out. That's the thing. Well, I I, I know that's the, the but I mean to clarify that saying it's coming before twenty seventeen like. That should be like okay, then it's coming out twenty sixteen, you know, and then but it's just weird that like they have to like clarify that for people, you know. No, it's totally. I mean, to be fair, like what else did they show? It was a lot of concept art, different can like views of the car. Like you can be like you can be the guy who's riding along, enjoying it, and or you can be on the side view or the driver's view. You're, you're missing the most, the, the biggest and most important reveal they did at PAX, man. They confirmed boats. The boats, not air. Oh. They said they're looking into airships. Which they've oh, been saying for a while, but boats. there's boats, man. Awesome. <laughs> I'm a boat car part. commercial. And people are just like, oh my god, boats are good for like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm pretty excited about Joyride View, where I can travel along as one of the guys up close and personal. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like I would like it if they did a, like a cruise mode. I mean, they said it was you're cruising, but like it'd be kind of cool to kind of just set a destination, not a set a destination, just not even set any destination. Just say, okay, drive. Just drive. I'm gonna relax here. I think that'd be pretty cool. I don't think they're gonna do it though. That probably like the probably the, the technical stuff about it might be too difficult, but I, okay. I think that'd be nice. You know the best thing about that that whole in brand new in-game footage about the the, the driving or whatever. The, the the best part about it was they confirmed auto parking. Okay. Yeah, uh, you can basically. Like, Sydney can come in and just like well, take your car. Like basically on along like the big world map or whatever, like the seamless world. There are like various places that are like parking places that are yeah. denoted, and you can basically just have it automatically travel to those. Um, and then like if you show up at any one of these places, you can have Cindy travel or send your car there if it's not there already. So. No, like an auto park. You don't want to. You don't want to manually parallel park virtually. No, oh, you meant you meant, you meant the actual parking. Yeah, the actual parking, not not wherever. Not the not, not the end game structure of where parking places no. are. No, <laughs> who cares about that? Talk about just parking your car, man. <laughs> what, but, do you, is this something you struggle with? 
Yeah, you know what? Like when you when you're, a game is asking me to like per, like perfectly park, it's just like. Oh, I get. I actually, to be honest, I get kind of obsessive with that too. Like if I'm not between the lines, I get kind of. Upset. Yep, exactly. Like, oh, I'm glad God. someone knows. I mean, back up and just because uh, like, cutscenes and stuff. Like, man, I'm totally in the middle of the lines. I can't. I, I I'm like I'm over the line. I can't do this. I I need to guys. Let me back up. But I mean, they did announce that they're gonna provide an extended look at the dawn trailer at tgs so yeah information's coming very soon i think yeah PAX they said, doesn't, didn't seem like it was going to be big anyway but they said yeah, that about gamescom so you know the, the, yeah they, they they said they're going to announce or they're going to have some more details on luna yeah which so far we really don't know honestly much at all that's not uh, a bad thing honestly i don't think we need to know everything about every character but. uh yeah and but also chocobos and fishing apparently yeah chocobo breeding might be fishing, a thing I yeah, there's there's probably going to be like uh they they said they still talking about airships. I imagine that's maybe what Avalanche Studios is helping with is maybe coming up with like a way to fill up this open world with stuff and not have it completely drag itself to the bottom uh, with frame rate and so I don't know. Uh, but they also said like the radio plays in that card too. That's kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> Well, hopefully, fishing in that game is just like you can just like the te- the fishes teleport to you. You just have some freaking fishing pole That'd that gets awesome. like yeah. Just, I'd be down for that. They just need to pack that world full of stuff, and I'll be happy. That's yeah. the biggest I, thing that open world games seems to fail with is like providing meaningful content inside the world. Because otherwise, might as well make it the most linear game and go back to the way it was before. You know, why bother with an open world if you can't provide something meaningful? Episode of Skate was kind of alright with that stuff, but that's the world wasn't that big to begin with. Like you can easily break yourself out of that world, and all of a sudden you realize how much more you could have done. But I don't know. We'll I, I, th- I think the weirdest thing that they showed off was like these uh, these progress report videos and like volume one they they showed off in uh, packs and it's yeah. just and, and I like how they're so open about it's like oh but you know should we do this or spoilers and they're like full openly admits like yeah there's like full blown up spoilers in this video that's why we cannot actually talk about anything that you're seeing but you just want to want to let you see it it's like okay it's like it, like it, like one of the brieflets like it had like uh, knocked this with a gun in it it's like yeah. okay. Well, I mean, I, and kind of like one last thing though is that how'd you guys feel? Did you guys see that main menu? Like the shot of the main menu, the in progress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I the think that looks menu. cool, but isn't it like you can't see them their new equipment? Like when they equip new things, you can't see that in their character. Like they're going to be wearing the same stuff no matter what. I think it's just a work in progress. I, I hopefully there is, but it's just hard to say at this point because I think nothing. They already confirmed that you can't, uh, no matter what equipment you're wearing, your your look doesn't change at all. And so, really? Yeah, I think they already said that. And so I was trying to find the meaning behind having your characters standing there in the main menu. I mean, as you said, it's in progress. They could easily remove that, but. Uh, well, Kingdom Hearts has like your characters just standing in the menu. <laughs> that's true, but you they wear different things. Like you can see their equipment and stuff like that. Not in Kingdom Hearts, no. Yeah, you totally do. Like, their, their costumes, and then their... Well, I mean... Oh, I, I guess there's the, a few. The menu, a... I'm sorry. But running around, you totally well, could. Not in oh, yeah, I mean, like, the different Keyblades, and, like, if you're, like, on the different... Some of the worlds, yeah. But that's yeah. what I'm talking about. In the world itself, like, you can't see... Uh, at 15, you can't see your equipment. Like, in, in Kingdom Hearts, you totally could. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. I mean, they could easily change that and have your stuff change, but... I mean, it looks cool. I, I honestly, I'm kind of still excited about 15. I mean, uh, of all the crap I've given it, uh, and I'm not a, a huge fan of them just kind of pumping information out like that. I'm still interested. I'm still. I'm excited when that game finally hits. Yeah, me too. It's been a long time coming, so it's. 
I, I, I don't think anyone would blame anybody for like, you know, being kind of, uh, you know, skeptical. Right. It's not <laughs> going to be the second coming of the JRPG like some people are prone it, but you know, I'm, I'm curious about it. Yeah, you know, that and like Kingdom Hearts when they put out the new footage of that game too. That, that seemed interesting. I mean, see, and the fact that they like speaking of which, Kingdom Hearts, they already said none of the maps from one and two in Kingdom Hearts are going to be in three. It's going to be all new stuff, which yeah. is great. I am very happy that they're going to do that. Oh yeah, I mean, we're visiting like the same. Going back I like how. And all, yeah, and all well, I think I think they, I think that was in reference to Disney World. So like, the original Kingdom Hearts worlds might be in. So. Well, yeah, Luke. Um, I mean, that's not. I'm which not is just, which is that. which isn't surprising, right? Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I, I just don't want to see the same like lying. You go to Olympus Coliseum again. Yeah, I'm tired of that stuff. For Fuck the, Agrabah. So, yeah. Or like, By the uh, way, if, uh, Big Hero Six was confirmed at uh, D23. Yes, that's that's actually uh, something we didn't know in our in our notes here but yeah d23 happened and then they showed off the big yeah it was the movie that everyone ex- was expecting all right <laughs> i've yet to see that movie I, I, I like i like your six yeah, i saw yeah, it on a plane movie. it was okay i've been told i need to see that i haven't seen wreck ralph either so i don't know i also saw that on a plane i liked it more than big hero six. Oh, yeah wreck ralph is good because of all the references, I'm sure, kind of made it more important. Yeah, it's well, actually not, it's not just the references. It's the, the way they treated the references was uh, was actually just... That's, that's not like up in your face, like, hey, we're referencing this. It's like, no. I also like John C. Okay. Riley a lot, so... Mm-hmm. Isn't but, this the same guys who made the Lego movie made that? Or is, I'm not thinking of totally something else. I'm probably uh, thinking about something totally different. Maybe, I don't know. I think, I think you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I, don't, I can't think of anything else that happened in August. I mean, we have... <laughs> previews of Scalebound up on the site and um what else was up i don't there's a you. there's a special edition for xenoblade chronicles x that's already sold out on amazon i think it's gonna uh, come back in stock you know there. yeah I'll come. <laughs> it, uh, the, the only important note about it is the freaking usb stick that it comes with it looks like a zohari so you should get it <laughs> there you go that's hot tip yeah that, that's the thing and, and oh we also have a preview for dark souls 3 that's that's also up on the site it's dark yeah souls I, I, I guess Warhorn. it's important yeah that's important i guess, so. I guess it's an important game yeah, yeah. kind of we'll see a little a little it's, it's, a very, it's very important to be honest I'm yeah and like we what what was, what was that something what someone's, someone's trying to say something i don't know he cut himself off well i mean all right i think that's that's it for a podcast guys on about you um uh we once again you know we're gonna have uh reviews up for amnesia memories you guys are gonna probably see it by the time this uh, this podcast is up um we'll have uh dungan up another episode we already got a view up david you gave it a nine out of ten yes i did not another ten out of ten like the other nah i'm saving that for three. Oh, there you go oh no, we're, we're not i don't know there's already there's already be called out i don't know about this know, guys man. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe not. <laughs> it's, it's all about ethics and game journalism. I yeah, don't think we can find it. It's, it's all about not, that. You're not going to find it here. There's no <laughs> ethics here. Uh, <laughs> Thank you about Just the next biases. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the next podcast will be uh, after TGS, I think. That's right. Yeah, after yeah. TGS, uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. going to be able to or talk maybe about Tone of Four Dancing. To Sky 5, we'll be able to talk about um, TGS. Uh, Sony's got their thing on the 15th, I think. Uh, September 15th, I think, is their conference. Um, they haven't, they didn't do anything for Gamescom, so that's the next time we're going to hear something out of them. Uh, interesting to see what they're going to do about that in VR. Most, I hope to see an RPG for VR in this conference. That'd be nice. Yeah, but oh, no, man, you're going to hear White Knight Chronicles 3 from Level 5. God, Sorry. 
White Knight Chronicles 3. I mean, I want an Inokuni 2 before I have a White Knight Chronicles 3. Thank you very much. No, it's all over, man. But that's, that's it for us, guys, though. I mean, thank you, Simon. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, David. Thank you, Adam. Thank uh, you, Zach. Liz had a, had a pop out just a bit ago. Thank you very much to her for joining us. It was great to see her again. I, I said David. It's nice to see him back. Liz hasn't been here for a while, so I'd very much to like to thank her for joining us uh, and being a part of our podcast again. We'll be sure to have her on much more um, as, as we go on with this. Uh, but yeah, obviously, you know, guys, we're always looking for feedback on this podcast. Uh, you know, clearly it can be a little messy at times. We've been doing this for a while, but we're still loving to hear some feedback from what you guys want to hear about what we, we, what we should be talking about. If you want to see a change in the format, whatever you think is necessary, you know, talk to us, let us know. Otherwise we're going to keep doing this. It's fun, but you know, I'd like to see some more structure. We'll be working on it. Uh, so, you know, like I said, check up on the reviews on the site. Um, we got some great articles that we're working on right now. I think everyone has a game that they're working on at this moment. If not, we'll have something very soon for everyone to be checking out. Once again, you can check us up at rpgsite.net, on Twitter at rpgsite, uh, youtube.com slash rpgsitenet. We're also on Facebook. You can su- subscribe to us on iTunes under TetraCast. Uh, once before we go, I do want to make sure you guys... I mentioned your Twitter handles because I always see you guys on there. So you guys can find me at, at Zach Reese. Simon, where, the, where can they find you? At KOS90. That's spelled K-A-Y-O-S. Great. Josh? You can find me at, at HD Kieran, but I can make no promises there will be RPGs. There's Fake Grand Order. That's an RPG. God, so there you go. Fake Grand Order. So much on <laughs> Or when you're you... posting anime openings and endings, which I love. I actually am a big fan of that oh. stuff. Okay. Thank you. No appreciate problem. that. I, I appreciate yeah. you All keeping right. an record right. of that stuff. And Adam? Okay. Uh, K I N G underscore S E D A. Keen Seda. And is that is that a okay King? That's he's right. A keen. It was used to be just Seda, but then he became a Keen suddenly. He got into some royalty. Uh, <laughs> and then David Kreinberg. You can find me at Cosmic Blizzard, and also you can find me at Gamer Non Gamer for our shitty YouTube show. So go <laughs> subscribe to that. I'm sure they will after hearing that pitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us on this episode of the TetraCast. Join us next time. Thank you.